This is the Press Play Podcast, powered by Splinify. Join us as we dispel the mystery that surrounds video, the world's most popular medium for communication. We'll share our expertise and provide the best analyses, strategies, and practices as we show you how to establish brand awareness, create noteworthy educational content, and drive insane amounts of revenue. Here's your host, Derek Gerber. Hello and welcome back to another awesome episode of Press Play. I'm your host, Derek Gerber, and today we are so lucky to have Maddie Martin, VP of Marketing at Smith AA. Hi, Maddie. Thanks for coming on the show today. How are you? Hey, Derek. Good to be here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm doing great. It's actually like summer weather here in Buffalo, New York, so I can't complain. I love it. I love it. Not something that you always hear, but glad to hear it today. (laughs) So, all right. (laughs) Tell me about yourself and what you do. So I'm the VP of Marketing at Smith AI. We are a 24-7 virtual receptionist and web chat company. And we've been around for about six years now. This is the third startup that I've led marketing for. So I was at Food52, which was a really innovative online food community. We published cookbooks. We had an online shop. They still do. I'm just not there anymore. And then I was at Your Mechanic, which was basically the Uber for a car repair, still is again, And uh, I was there from very early on, um, basically like seed round to their series B. So I met Aaron and Justin, was really impressed with what they were building and uh, came on as their first sort of marketing lead and have built the team from there. I love it. And quite the background, many different talents and specialties, anywhere from marketing vision to strategy to development and execution across the board. But I do have to say, I want to break down Smith AI specifically. How does that fit in today's world's demands for instant help and scalability for when companies are trying to grow fast? It's absolutely critical. You know, consumers and clients don't wait. Just like you and I expect the Uber, the groceries, everything to come instantly. Um, You even expect, you know, to get help 24-7 instantly online, by phone. We don't have any patience. And it goes for the customers and clients that we serve as well as businesses. So what Smith AI does that I think is really interesting is not only for small businesses, but also departments within larger businesses We are answering, we are uh, making outbound calls to web form leads, and we're doing so in a combination of AI and human intelligence. So we use live agents, and then we use our own proprietary technology to make sure that they're really efficient and accurate, and that the person is being handled in the way that matches their sort of user type or persona. So what I mean is, You know, a new lead coming into a business versus an existing client versus a community partner. Or if you're a law firm, the courthouse is calling, wondering, you know, where your client is or there's been a schedule change in their trial date. Those are all things that require much different handling. If you've got a software company and they have leads who require certain criteria to pass before they get a demo scheduled, how do you handle those based on the business needs and goals uniquely for every different client with a distributed team of several hundred receptionists who are answering calls for a different business every time. So we really need to be not only developing technology as we have done for our clients, for them to see on their dashboard, for them to get call transfers at the right time for our integrations to work, but also for the receptionists themselves and for our AI chatbots to really effectively give them tools to handle that conversation in a way that keeps them comfortable, keeps them efficient, and 
ensures that they have a really good experience while they're working from home. I love that because exactly where we're at in this pivotal moment of the new normal is the expansion of our needs to do more work in less time (laughs) around the clock. And I think that's so amazing because what I just heard was that this goes beyond just sitting on a forum on your website. This is now being embedded into interpersonal communication and also the extension of, you know, public facing, trying to convert people and bring them in two completely different worlds for sure. But that's amazing to watch technology and AI and artificial intelligence and machine learning expand into an area where it's becoming a people scalability tool, not necessarily a people replacement tool. We're getting to a new level where tools are starting to help us on a more interpersonal level before it really has to reach that human interaction to help speed up that gap for that thing that we all love, instant satisfaction. So, okay. All right. So you've brought me full circle and I love it because I'm all about the technology side of, you know, me. So on the flip side, how are you communicating these things out into the wild? How are you getting people to see this new version and vision, if you would, of how you're approaching this area of the business? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, before COVID, uh, since we're recording this now in early 2021 or maybe mid 2021, I should say, we did a lot of trade shows. Um, I have been speaking publicly for Smith AI for years now, and we still do a lot of webinars. And one of the things that we do is a really education and content heavy approach so that we are able to demonstrate the best practices. We do a lot of case studies. We do a lot of testimonials. We have a lot of demo videos to say this is how it works. And honestly, the best way to see it working is to use it. So if you visit the Smith AI website, smith.ai, then you can interact with our chat widget. You can call us and see how that works. You can you know, send a message on Facebook and see how we respond to that. And the model is really, Derek, like human in the loop instead of like, okay, it's one and then the other, and then back to bots, back to humans. I think the really fascinating thing for me to see um, in the way that the technology has developed is that we're constantly sharing uh, best practices back and forth between the phone receptionist side and then the chat agent side. We might build a technology that sequences a conversation on a chat agent, uh, you know, sort of playbook, And then that's something that we want to bring then to the phone side and say, how can we better streamline the phone calls, make those more accurate and efficient and speedy? So that's fascinating to me, the way that our engineering team is just constantly pulling from this knowledge base that they've developed to make the experience really great for the sort of demand side and then also for the supply side with the receptionist. That's human in the loop. (laughs) <laughs> Isn't that where we're going? Isn't that funny? That you know, five, ten years ago, you know, it, it it's amazing how far technology can come, especially when we're integrating the power of the human interaction part, the personalization that we have with somebody, but then the expansive capabilities of a robot that can help us move that much faster to respond to a need to get the details that are most pertinent so we can best connect you with the right representative. We've all heard that before, but now we know and we see it coming to life. So with all of the different technologies in the world, how are you navigating this and finding yourself in a more competitive spot, differentiating your business from everybody else? That's a great question. And it's something that we think about on a daily, if not hourly basis. And the the direction that the engineering team and the product team is and the design team has here. So one of the main things that Smith AI has always done really well is to focus on integrations because we know that your service or solution providers have to be really flexible in order to grow with your business. We were talking about scalability, sustainability, 
not just of the budget, but also the bandwidth. So if you are going to take on the challenge of a new CRM and the costs and everything, or a new intake or calendaring system, you want to make sure that the rest of your ecosystem plays well with it, right? And there is a huge lag in in training and staff onboarding time that we want to reduce by saying, you know, Smith AI and outsourcing to us, your calls, chats, text, Facebook messages, we are going to have the best integration platform through which you can connect the rest of your services, no matter what they are. So we have a lot of dozens of direct integrations. And then we also have public Zapier apps for both receptionists and for chat. So you can connect Smith AI into your systems, no matter what you're using. For example, Salesforce and HubSpot. After a call or chat, that new contact is added for that lead. The conversation is logged in your system. And when you have that demo, you don't have to have someone do the data entry or yourself. You don't have to go find, you know, and add a new record. You can just call up that existing record, add your notes to it and move on your way because they're already in that workflow. So to me, having the context, not asking the same questions over again because you misplaced your notes. I mean, the entire chat transcript, imagine what you can do with that, Derek, not just on that demo call to say, literally in their own words, repeated back to them, you said, this is what you need, right? But then also, what are the SEO implications? You have people who are asking questions in their own words. Those are the articles and the FAQ that you should build out because those are the common questions that Google won't share with you because of the not provided keywords, but that are pretty much the same thing someone typed into Google then repeated on your site in your chat bot because that is what they're seeking to first learn about your business as their screening criteria, right? So you know you have to answer those questions for them up front in order to have that dialogue, that sales discussion later on that's meaningful. That is so cool because that's exactly where I can feel like this stressor or this tension is that we have so much data and there's so much data available, but when someone immediately reiterates a question and we don't have that logged or stored, more often than not, that just goes to some data repository somewhere or is never to be heard or seen from again. And I can say that from your immediate ability to target niche personas and demographics that have these tools is the right way to do it. At Explainify, many customers do the same thing. Our clients go and they buy bundles of videos, but each one of these bundles that they're speaking to is all around the different integrations and functionalities available specifically to that market. So you want to talk about major CRMs, um, BPM solutions, anything else in between, wherever you can find those major names and systems is the best practices tool available for making your SEO better, everyone. <laughs> but yeah, well, exactly. Side, Yes, and, and that's thank you. so amazing, Derek, because like, you know, you think about SEO and people for the longest time were thinking about articles only or FAQ, right? As, as I mentioned, but think about the videos. So what are the most common questions that people have? What do you need to explain up front? Well, what do we know? People really don't read, right? I mean, that's like bread and butter to your business. So if you can create a video that answers not just one, but the top questions, maybe even for each persona, the small business, the medium enterprise, et cetera, the, the law firm or the, the medical office, whoever it is, right? Like these are users who, even if you know, like the use case is quite similar across the board, it's 95% sort of the same and 5% customized. They want to have it in their own language. They don't want to hear law office. They want to hear medical office. They don't want to hear company if they think of themselves as an agency. So how can you use the language that they bring to you 
back to them for improved marketing, for improved advertising, and in those sales discussions, equip your sales team to better enable those deals to go through. Yes. And, you know, know, seeing is believing, but feeling and watching the technology immediately get lit up in your environment. Instead of spending 1500 hours researching, you've got 15 minutes and you can read it, read a quick article, watch a quick video, understand the product, watch another quick video on how to get started and have it integrated and up and running in 15 minutes. That right there is the dream. And that's where we're at with technology and things like this. And then if we can build a bridge between our ability to communicate to the outside to the actual action stage that somebody takes, activating them after the fact becomes much more natural because they've already been onboarded with the things that matter to them the most with technologies like this. And then on the flip side, we're using the data to better enhance our own journey for that person in the future. That one question will be another question that someone else has. And if we can address that together, that's a best practices tip. <laughs> you know, so one of the things I also am thinking as you're, as you're talking, Derek, is like, think about watching a video and then you're going to what? You're going to navigate around the rest of the website because not everything is on that one page. You're going to go to the pricing page and then you're going to go to the help doc that explains how it works with your integration. And then you're going to try and find a case study or testimonial. And maybe you even go off site to visit like, Clutch or Trustpilot or G2 or whatever. Now, if you have chat, imagine staying on that same page after watching the video and that chat pops up. Maybe there's a timing delay so it knows it's after like the video plays, uh, you know, in an expected fashion. And then that conversation actually pulls in the information from the agent or from the bot when a question is asked about pricing, when a question is asked about a common FAQ and the integration question is right there on that same page, asked and answered without navigating all over the place, because that is a resource drawing from the existing sort of repository of information. And whether that's the agent or the bot helping you access that information, you're not going anywhere. You're not hunting down information on a website where you've probably never been before and you don't know where to go. So it's a great client experience for that perspective. And it's a much better experience from the business perspective because you can't predict that every client is going to follow the expected or hoped for path uh, that you want them to sort of navigate around the site. And if they're not ready to click that button and get started and they do have questions, the more they have to hunt and find for themselves uh, the answers, the, the you know harder it is to convert them at the, at the end of the day. That's right. It, we, we love to think that in a traditional sense, someone just magically finds our homepage and then perfectly and cleanly navigates to the next page. And then they just spend 22 minutes on the website reading every single page. That's that, that is not how website traffic behavior works, everyone, at this point. We all have the immediate ability to Google anything. And then there are 2,700 different options. And then we all start rapid firing tabs. All right. We all know how that works. What I find most interesting is that when you're searching for different queries or terms, you're not always just going to find that homepage. You're going to find the landing page. You're going to find a main pillar page on your website, talking about a very specific thing. So again, whether it's medical or legal or whatever industry you're in, you're not always going to find your way right to the homepage. You're going to find it to a little stickler guy sitting out over here. But if we can use the tools and technologies available for us to make a better video, to interact with the person at just the right time, those are the types of abilities for us to enhance that next level of communication and on-brand experience for everybody coming through your site. So they do feel that personal 
customization that that's coming through the tool, but also being immediately responded to. Those two things are enough to pique anybody's interest and increase conversion rates. So, so let's get into this this part about. Let's just see um, how how are you using it right now to create more leads yourself. But maybe you can tell us a story if you don't mind from what you can share about somebody else you've recently had some success with too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the you know easy examples with chat, uh, for example, is just to have your you know the logo of Smith AI on the bottom of the widget, and you know you click on that. It's powered by Smith AI, and it goes to our website. Now, actually, for our agency partners, uh, we can put their own logo on there, so it goes back to their website. So if you are working with clients who need chat, for example, then having your logo there, powered by you know ABC Agency. Uh, allows you to drive more leads back to your site and and start that discovery process, right? Like who is this agency that's powering this solution that I'm enjoying myself? Now, the really interesting thing is that we get a a large number of new clients to Smith AI from referrals, from affiliates, from agencies, and just recommendations and reviews online. So, um, you know, a lot of the best practices have to do with taking your most common questions or your intake forms, say professional or home services businesses, And there are some questions that need to happen before a consultation, before a demo, before an assessment, and whatever you call it, a quote, an estimate. We have all different terms, right? And the best practice really is to screen uh, people effectively to help them make sure that they're in the right place. Because just as we don't want to waste our time in sales and marketing conversations, neither do they, right? And I think that's something to really keep in mind. You want to help people use their time wisely to evaluate your business. And asking them the questions is a steering mechanism. It sets good guidelines and boundaries for how the relationship will move forward. So one of the things that we do is we ask questions up front around what your goals are, how you see us fitting into your business. And that's something that we recommend and see our best clients doing as well. You know, what is the sense of urgency? Why do you need this right now? Not just like for a law firm, okay, you want a divorce, you know, uh, it's going to be this much money. Can you pay the bill? Let's schedule a date, right? I mean, you want to ask questions. Are there kids involved? Is there property involved? Like, what is your time frame? Is You know, a lot of different questions come in and no matter what your business case or your industry Uh, whatever your profession, there are questions that you should ask to make sure that first conversation has buy-in from both sides. And in asking those questions, you're really doing a service. So we try and drink that Kool-Aid ourselves. Uh, We're very intentional with understanding upfront. uh, Are you looking to screen out all the spam you're getting every day, all the sales calls? Are you looking to only speak to the most qualified clients because you have a good number of leads? Or Do you have a new marketing campaign that launched advertising? The leads are very good quality. Your keywords are very tight. You don't want us to screen anybody out. The idea is to warm transfer, book an appointment. If you take payment for consultations, grab that payment up front so that, you know, people are going to show up ready and interested in starting work with you. That's right. And that's what, that's what leads me into this next thing is let's chat about co-marketing. Perhaps you have some ideas or, or maybe some some companies have been creatively doing things lately but let's let's touch on that what what comes to your mind when we talk about co-marketing and the effectiveness of those campaigns i think it's one of the most effective things you can possibly do and i think that 
a lot of people make it more high level than it has to be in terms of theory and, you know, insights and all sort of like the, the, you know, touchy feely aspects of the The easy grab things that we love attaching to big brands and logos and fancy keywords. Exactly. Like all the fluff in the world. Most people don't want fluff. They really want to know, for example, like how is Smith AI going to work with CallRail? How is it going to work with HubSpot? How does it work with Calendly, et cetera? And if you have a webinar that says, here is how to drive more consultations by, uh, you know, capturing and converting more leads with CallRail and Calendly, for example. Like, you know, that is something that is really tangible. It's something that a business owner or operator is going to carve time out of their schedule to attend live, right? Not the recording that you're probably never going to go back and listen to, but live. And then those are people who understand, you know, I have an interest in using these solutions. I'm already using one or both of them, or I'm going to double down my existing use of one or both of them. And that all is good for the consumer, for that client and for the business. So it's really important that I think we focus on those use cases, build out a library of best practices and the co-marketing is there so that you have the expertise from both sides. And that is what gives that that business the confidence that they are going to be set up for success. It's going to be a white glove experience. They're working with companies that have their interests in mind and understand firsthand how they might use the solutions and then also how they should, because a lot of, you know, customers and clients don't necessarily know what are all the things that I'm missing? How could I improve my use of your service? And, you know, it's a great way of one to many or two or three people to many, get that information out that might even be smaller accounts, but in mass, you know, having 50, a hundred accounts understand better how to use a solution that typically it's just DIY, you know, upgrade your account yourself. That can be a way to really maximize the value of each client. And then for those who have the hands-on account manager, they come to the account manager or the account manager knows to reach out effectively because they know they attended that session on CallRail and Calendly and Smith AI. So they have really accurate follow-up that engenders a better relationship. Right. And to close the gap of where we were, even at the beginning of the conversation, we're going to, to funnel level now. So we're talking about, we went from maybe top level video on your website, small, you know, feel how this works for you. And then into more of the meat and potatoes, if you would, to say, okay, for you insiders who really want to know the next thing, this is how it's specifically going to work for you. So we started off with an idea of three, five, 10 videos to talk about each level of integration on a top level scale to bring you in to say, we've got you. But then on the expanded part to go back in and say, hey, if you really are interested in connecting with HubSpot, here's exactly how the tool can work for you. Join us for 20, 30 minutes or an hour on this webinar. That's another way to engage somebody at the next stage for where they're at. More of an action step. You're, you know, we're carving out that time. The words you just use, I love what you did right there. And so now we're going to work into that final bit is when you have all this information available, what are you going to do with it? If you got somebody to watch that first video and get to that second stage, the action is in the execution after. How are you going as a person to loop yourself into that? And that's what I get really excited about. So let's come around the corner and let's bust some myths. I love myth busting on this show. So We've talked a lot about the integration of technology, the expansion and capabilities of these tools for people by themselves. We're looping people in at at, at a better time. So we're creating better personal experiences. But where does this 
where does this go? What kind of myths are we facing today that we need to overcome? Um, and, and how do we answer those? Well, I think that we're facing myths that, man, so many. One is that the consumer is really educated and they've done the research, even though they've visited a lot of review sites, they've read things, they still have a unique use case in their mind, at least, that they need to address with you directly. So enabling that sort of one-on-one instant communication is critical. Also, um, you know, there is an expectation that I need an expert right now, but mitigating sort of those expectations and saying, look, you know, these are the questions that we need to have answered before we get you to that expert. It's really like in your best interest so that we can protect your time, making sure that this is the right next step. I think there's also a myth that, you know, the chatbots are are here to stay and humans don't have any place in the future. You know, there is a really critical aspect of the human sentiment and compassion and that dynamic that happens right now that bots cannot fully sort of assume that role of making that human connection and uh, reiterating those sentiments that form bonds even virtually through chat or remotely through a phone call or through a Facebook message. We even work with some in-app marketplaces to power chats for their businesses that, that are getting leads through those platforms. And, and the interesting thing is people really just want a response, but they also, based on certain situations that are sensitive, that are dealing with finance or health or wellness or legal issues, they want to know that they're going to be taken care of And they have not only the data shows a sense of urgency, but also a strong sense of relief when they get in touch with a business that has uh, confirmed they're in the right place. So right now we see the blend of human and AI being the best hybrid use case, greater than the AI alone, because that lacks sort of the personal finesse and that compassion and uh, human connection. But the human alone is, as we know, very error prone, no matter how great their training or background or experience. And they do benefit from some technology backing them up. A simple tool like Grammarly or simple templates that we have in a knowledge base for our agents that allows them to move fast and accurately and focus their brain power on being present in that conversation and and fostering that human connection. Yeah, I got to say, there's this still a stigma that robots are taking over the world, but we've been hearing that for a while. And I can help break some of that myth up too, coming from uh, 10, 15 years of automation and AI software. Robots are very capable, but they're only as capable for what we can write algorithms for. And there's a certain heart and soul piece that we haven't figured out. It may be done, but we're not quite there. So for everybody, take a breather. The advantage that I would recommend, because I'm not going to tell you, but I'm going to say you may perhaps consider considering the capabilities of additional AI tools in your repository to enhance your scalability and connectability across more channels of people. Because that's right, on a surface level, we can use robots to answer a lot of quick questions. And we understand that helps us respond that much faster. But when it comes time for that personal connection, Make no mistake, that's time for a person to jump in. And that's what we're getting at today. So I think that's extremely important to differentiate the two. Of course, robots are going to help in certain areas of life, but we all must evolve and take on new skill sets. So the next skill set, the, the, the gap right now you want to fill is how do I better fill that AI and human interaction element and become super scalable, but even that much more personable to a someone 
who has a unique use case in their buyer's journey. And I'm using all the words so you could take them down on notes, but that's the purpose. That's the at next level. If you just want to do basic, this isn't basic. This is best practices. So I love that you've brought us here. So what is in the future for you and Smith AI? Well, I think just more refinement, more integrations, and more sort of this uh, investment in the hybrid approach with the human and the AI. I think that the the workflows are the theme of 2021 at the very least. I think that people are seeing their systems move fluidly together. And I think that they are also going a bit deeper and not giving up so easily on um, the first couple tries, right? The first couple contacts and that people see that the deal cycles might be a little bit longer. There's more going on in everyone's lives. There's childcare happening at home. There's people living longer. That's more time with multiple generations. That's more distraction. There's going to be more work for people to do. And as a result, you know, you should expect that deal cycles might take a little bit longer There are more competitors out there. There's just more information. And as that happens, there's more to digest. So I would say the workflow and the follow-up is really critical. One of the things that we also see to go back for a second on the sort of human element, the call back to that form fill, to the email that comes through, to the message is absolutely critical to be also a human who can take that conversation and steer it towards the next step. That's not going to be a follow-up email, click here to get started. It might, but you also need to combine it with that human element of follow-through, especially if you are in a services business. So, you know, if you're in a product business, you may have a lot of things automated. You might not need a live human agent, um, but there are use cases where just hearing from someone makes that business real. And the more you're, you know, sort of, MRR, your your average monthly revenue from that client, the more you are likely to invest in the human, which is a very marginal cost in that service in the grand scheme of how it can improve your conversion rate, your lifetime value. If you have account managers or anything of the like, you also want to consider how you set expectations for human involvement early on, because that is going to set the precedent for how they expect to work with your business. So I would say just make sure that your workflows are really dialed in, that they are automated uh, as much as possible, but then outsource to make sure your internal team's time is best spent on those tasks that they are really well-trained to do that require deep specialized knowledge and not on the front lines, on the gatekeeper side um, sort of fielding anything that's coming through because that that really drains someone's bandwidth. They could be better spent in other ways. You, you, you're, you're nailing it right on the head because for all my marketing maniacs out there, you know that we talk about three pillars on the show, awareness, education, and revenue. Those are the three main reasons that people mostly buy videos from Explainify, but it's a universal pillar set. They weren't just magically created overnight. It's not completely innovative. There are three basic core concepts. And from the awareness side, from what we just learned today, Building brand awareness, brand legitimacy, and brand loyalty can all be done up front from a PR awareness type of standpoint. As you work down the funnel and you get into more educational resources, that's where you can start to apply even more personal touch. But then for the direct revenue generation side, getting leads and conversions, well, yeah, that's bread and butter all day long. But we're talking about filling in the gaps that take you to that next level. And that's what you do with Smith AI. So I just want to say thank you, Maddie, for joining us on the show today. And thank you to our 
uh, audience, of course, please subscribe and review for us. But we welcome you back on the show again in the future. Of course, Maddie, thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much, Derek. It's great to be here. All right. It's been another fun episode of Press Play powered by Explainify. I'm your host, Derek Gerber, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you.